Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up because my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome everybody to a post-game edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I am your host, Art Stapleton. I am recording this, coming to you from the press box at AT AT&T Stadium, and it was another bad one for the New York Giants. 49-17 to the Dallas Cowboys after losing in week one to this team, 40 to nothing. Well, at least they didn't lose by 40 points, right? So progress hardly you know the spread was 17 and a half it was the largest spread for the giants since 1966 and this is now a new record for the total point differential between the cowboys and the giants in a two-game set since 1966 so that's a magical year clearly not in the way that the Giants want to remember it. I certainly wasn't alive then, and I think you guys, most of whom are listening, probably couldn't go back to 1966 without going into the record books. But what to talk about on today's show? Well, the most positive development for the New York Giants happened in Arizona. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals came back, beat the Atlanta Falcons on a last-second field goal, and that allows the Giants to jump from third to second overall in the 2024 NFL draft order, according to Tankathon. So the Giants are now owners of the second overall pick. The Carolina Panthers are in the number one slot, but they don't own their own pick. That goes to Chicago. The New England Patriots are third, and Arizona is there as well. But right now, if the Giants don't win another game, they're guaranteed at least the top two pick in the draft, which brings into the equation the conversation about Caleb Williams, quarterback from USC, Drake May, quarterback from North Carolina. You'd much rather talk about that than what actually took place on the field. The New York Giants were outclassed and outmanned. We knew they were going to be coming into this game. 28 nothing at the half. You know, you look at Tommy DeVito, undrafted rookie, starting at quarterback. You know, I'm not sure how much anyone could have expected DeVito to do well uh, to do today in his first career start against this defense. But it certainly didn't help that he started his debut as starter at the one yard line and then the six yard line. And not going in. Long way to go. And look, you want to see this team compete, and they did at times in the second half, but it was not competing on the scoreboard. It was competing play to play because there was no competition on the scoreboard. This team, it was 42-7 
late in the third quarter when C.D. Lamb caught yet another touchdown pass from Dak Prescott. And let's be honest, the Giants at this point were coming into this season wondering if they can compete with the Eagles and the Cowboys. Could they close the gap? Well, we got the answer on opening night that the gap was not closed. And it's just gotten wider and wider and wider as the season has progressed. Where everything went what went right in Brian Dable's first season, nothing has gone right this year. A scare early on, Andrew Thomas went down with a knee injury. He did come back into the game. Uh, he did not look worse for wear in the game. Uh, but again, this has reached a point in the season where you start looking at players who are out on the field. And this is a franchise cornerstone, and you don't want to risk any further injury. So uh, you just hope that you know, Thomas is not playing in a game that essentially was out of reach. Um, you know, we saw what happened on opening night. There's a little different story. He tweaks his hamstring after the blocked field goal. Then it's okay to wonder why is he on the field late in the second half. But at that point, it's 7 nothing. You don't know you're going to end up losing that game 40 to nothing. Uh, but that's always a fine line to walk. Dak Prescott, four touchdown passes, a touchdown run. Uh, this defense was, I don't know if it was gassed, demoralized, out-schemed, out-manned, everything that you could have imagined. And, you know, I said this on the show a couple weeks ago. This defense gave everything it had in Buffalo, against Washington, and then against the Jets. And when they lost that game at the end of the Jets game, the way they lost it, you almost felt like they took that pu- that last punch and they were not going to come back from it. And it doesn't mean they're not competing, but you have a hard time finding that extra gear. And that, to me, is reality. This defense, the balloon popped against the Jets, what we saw in Vegas last week against the Raiders, and now what we're seeing against the Cowboys and then moving forward. The spreads are already out for next weekend, and the Giants are 10-point underdogs to Washington, a team that they already beat this year. One of their two wins have come against Washington, and they're 10-point underdogs against Washington. Now, that's because Washington came out and competed today, and they you know, put it on the line against Seattle, which the Giants didn't do earlier this year, even though they were in certain spots. Now, Tommy DeVito, look, you're going to get him to compete. You're going to get him to fight. But Tommy DeVito is an undrafted rookie for a reason. He, he's supposed to be on the practice squad, still developing. That was the plan. But now, because the Giants need to show their team that they're fighting, and it's one of those guys, one of their guys, you're not going to put Matt Barkley in the game. There's no reason. Because Matt Barkley is not going to perform any better than Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito throws two touchdown passes. He now has as many touchdown passes today as Daniel Jones has all year. Now think about that. If we went in the preseason and said, hey, when you guys play the Cowboys for the second time in November, Tommy DeVito is going to have more touchdown passes, three, than Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor had combined, which is two, uh, which is three. More than Daniel Jones, three to two, more than Tyrod Taylor, three to one, 
and he has as many touchdown passes as Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor combined. So if you watch this game at home, you saw a lot of confrontations. The broadcast was making a lot of what was going on on the sideline between Brian Dable early on with Saquon Barkley after their turnover on downs when uh, they gave an inside handoff to Saquon and he was stopped short down at the goal line. Um, then at the end of the first half and then the start of the second half, a long conversation, according to Tom Rinaldi of Fox, that Brian Dable and Wink Martindale were having. Then you saw heated back and forths between Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard. Um, after the game, both Shepard and Slayton said they were not directed at each other, that it was Slayton's frustration and Shepard was trying to motivate him a little bit, calm him down a little bit. I personally saw Slayton going at uh, Mike Grow, wide receivers coach. Later on, Grow could be seen on the sideline with binoculars from the press box, sitting with Slayton, talking to Slayton. They were much calmer in that situation. And then afterwards, Slayton took responsibility, said he's got to he's got to do uh, hold his emotions in check more. But it's frustration, you know. Uh, what I didn't like, Dexter Lawrence and Xavier McKinney, two captains, two guys who always talk, especially McKinney with what happened last week with Wink Martindale. Both players left, declined comment, did not talk in the media. Now, you're Dexter Lawrence. Do you want to give him a pass at this point? And he talks tomorrow or talks soon? Okay, maybe. But you're getting paid as a cornerstone on this defense. You are the centerpiece. You need to talk for this team and represent for the younger players on this team. And like I said, I don't want to hammer Dex too much because Dex is always available to talk. But in this instance, you just got to say something. You got to be there for your team. This is what you are paid for. This is why you are voted a captain. You need to be able to stand tall and talk about it. McKinney, maybe he was a little wary of making comments that he did last time. But you know what? If you want to be a leader and you want to be one of the best players on the team or consider yourself one of the best players, you've got to step up. And right now this team needs leadership to step up. And, you know, I understand from Brian Dable's perspective, if you watch this post-game press conference, he doesn't want to give anything to the podium. He doesn't want to give anything to questions. Uh, but there is a point here where you can't show a ton of emotion on the sideline, and then when you get in front of the cameras, show zero, because your fans are watching. And one thing that doomed Joe Judge at the end of his tenure was he showed too much. He talked too much at his press conference and talked his way out of being this team's head coach heading into a third year. That's not going to happen with Brian Dable. I don't believe that Joe Shane, general manager, and Brian Dable are working for their jobs this season. But you've got to compete every week. I mean, this is 2-8. and eight. You can't just turn around and throw away a 49-17 loss to the Cowboys. You still have two games with the Eagles coming up. Now, I understand the Eagles in that final week may not have anything to play for, but, I mean, come on. You still got two games. I mean, who knows what that initial spread is going to be with the Eagles if they have something to play for on Christmas. Christmas 
you got to play. It's um, it's a tough spot for these Giants right now, and it's a tough pill to swallow. But what I can't take is the back and forth, the idea of so many fans want to tank. They want to tank, they want to tank. But then in the moment of the game, you're being a fan, and you don't want the team to struggle. So you got to imagine the human emotions when it's a team dealing with that. You know, these guys read a lot more than what they say they do. And I think uh, that's something that we need to – realize and and understand is that at two and eight they see the writing on the wall they know and um it's it's not a good thing it's not a good thing for the 2023 giants is it a good thing for the 2024 giants if caleb williams or drake may becomes a franchise quarterback here and is doing special things the way cj stroud is doing down in houston well then you might look back at this and say the pain was worth it But right now, the pain is not worth it. You've got Giants fans who are embarrassed. These games are getting embarrassing for the Giants. And that can't happen. You can't allow that to happen. If you're Brian Dable and Joe Shane and John Mara, you need to be accountable for what you're doing here. And um, I think that's kind of where the Giants are at right now. Two and eight. And it's... uh, It's a long way to go before the end of the season. A long, long way to go. So, as always, we appreciate you being all in. We're going to stay all in as best we can. We'll be back this week. But uh, try to enjoy some time over the next couple days, Giants fans. Because, again, it's you still got Thanksgiving weekend. You still got Christmas. Hanukkah's coming up. New Year's. And Giants will still be playing football. Meaningless for this year. Well, in totality, yes, but plenty of meaning moving forward, especially if this draft pick stays where it is or goes one spot higher. Have a great night from Arlington, and we'll catch you this week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.